Welcome back. They've come back after four episodes with us. Five? <laughs> I mean, back. that's a feat, isn't it? <clears throat> this is Diary of a Therapist, and I'm Cassie. And you are? Oh, and I'm Jessica. <laughs> We're glad you're here. You know, I, one thing that I'll just say about therapists is we live a very hectic life. Right? It's so true. Like, especially if you're a therapist and you're a mom or a dad or a partner to someone or whatever you are, like, life just, there's a lot of things. Yeah. Like, Jess was just <clears throat> telling me that she got an emergency call kind of on the way here and you're, we're just on. And so I just want to say to you, if, if you're in this line of work or thinking of getting into this line of work or just even have a therapist, like, just know that it's not always just sitting on a couch all day talking to people saying how do you feel about that how do you feel about that <laughs> well they lay down across from you it's not it at all mad men style <laughs> no it's not so mm-hmm. anyways we're here and we're here because we're going to talk about affairs yeah yay not a fun topic no but mm-hmm. it's actually going to be fun we're going to make it fun we always do i trust you you know, one thing that we do want to share with you, because, you know, I mean, we've given you a whole five episodes, so now it's our turn to ask you for something. Isn't that always how this kind of thing works, right? You think you're tuning in for something amazing. Um, we're actually just asking for good thoughts and prayers our way, because one of the things that we feel on our heart and on our spirit and on our life and on everything is to open a treatment center. And so we're just putting that out there, like, which kind of feels a little scary, doesn't it? Like saying it out yeah. loud to yeah. whoever might want to hear it. Yeah, a little bit. Should we delete that? No, let's oh, not delete okay. it. Okay, I was thinking maybe we should delete it. Trust your gut. Um, trust in my gut. That's She's Cassie's using line. my own <laughs> statement against me. Send help. But um, literally, I just feel like I just want to say that out loud, and uh, whatever you feel led to, think, pray, send good thoughts, all the things. Um, we just, I don't know. We don't know what's happening. We just feel like this is the year that we're going to really be intentional about that. And um, like we said, we're kind of a, a really dynamic duo when we're together. So who knows what we'll birth and what we'll develop and what we'll have and all those things. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so t- start us out. We're talking about affairs. Man, you're really going to put that on me? I am. Well, start I'm going to tell them real quick, though. Okay. Remember how our podcast works, in case you forgot. <clears throat> is we're going to introduce the topic and then next week we will have um, an expert on the topic and then the next week we will talk to you about a current event about the topic and the last week you know what we need we need questions yeah send us your questions because we want to answer them in the last week right yeah, I love it. it. Cassie has a great dream that eventually questions will call in. What is it? Seinfeld Frazier. style? Frasier. Frasier style. I want to be Frasier so I'm so bad. sorry. She wants to be Frasier. No, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Frasier. Twice in a row. Seinfeld. I've never watched either one of them. He's a comedian. Oh. I kind of am already that. <laughs> Aren't we already I'll get comedians? i every time. <laughs> yeah, so affairs. Uh, I'll be honest, Cass. Like, I've struggled with the idea of even doing this part because I think it's complicated. I think people, just much like boundaries, you know, we did boundaries last time. People have ideas about what fears are, you mm-hmm. know, a fear is sleeping with somebody whenever you're in a committed relationship when you're married, right? That's what people think. And as a therapist, I think we know that affairs um, are much more wide range 
Um, I use the term uh, betrayal abuse to define an affair in my practice. Isn't that awesome? I like it. I, I think I read we, it somewhere. If we had a clap button, I would push it. Oh, we should get one of those. We should get one of those. So I think about um, affairs not just as how um, they relate to the body, but how they relate to the soul, how they relate mm-hmm. to the heart. And so you can have an affair um, by being emotionally connected to somebody other than your spouse. Um, you can have all kinds of different types of affairs. There's um, some great articles that are out there that talk about the different ways people can um, betray you in your mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah. And so um, I think talking about this is delicate. I think there's probably a lot of even therapists that have experienced betrayal abuse, have experienced infidelity, and it's hard to navigate, you know. And so we hope that we can be really honoring of people that have lived through Mm -hmm. it and um, also shine some light on maybe um, how it happens and maybe even a little bit how you heal if it does happen. No, I love it. Well, you know, I mean, you know this part of my story, I think, but I'm one of those people that kind of walk through an emotional affair um, it's been some time now, but like just um, not that you ever wish you go through something, especially as a therapist, Definitely not. to help someone else. <laughs> but it's like I've been able to see the goodness and how that experience has made me a better therapist mm. and made me be able to look at someone in the eyeballs and say, I know how you feel. Mm. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, it's just a tough thing, but it's a good thing, like being healed from it. Yeah. So, um, if this is you, like you said, we're sorry yeah. and we know it hurts. And you know, my one piece of advice, like I might as well just give you the golden nugget at the beginning, but please keep listening. Right. Um, is that I learned that no one can assure you that a person won't ever do it again. Oh, that's so true. That's a good point. No one can. The only way you can know that is really the Holy Spirit. And I remember the the day, it was really the night. Okay, first of all, I go to bed typically or early. And when I am tired, I'm out cold. Like my <laughs> Apple Watch the other day said, in bed at this time, asleep at this time. And they were the same time because literally <laughs> like I am dead to the world. But the night that my husband went out and I kind of, the affair kind of came to light was I stayed up all night reading a book. Like mm. all night till three thirty in the morning. Like if you know me in any way, shape, or form, that's like mm. crazy town, because I nod off all the time. So I, um, and then the Holy Spirit told me some other things. You know, look at his phone, do these other things, and it was funny because every step of the direction was given by the Holy Spirit. I called a friend in the middle of the night, and she just happened to be up and answered her phone, and mm-hmm. I, um. All the things that kind of came together. But the only way that would have happened is the Holy Spirit. And I think I see all these people who come to me and they're like, tell me, how can I know? Well, tell me every detail. Tell me what happened. Tell me what, where were you? What were you doing? What was, and I think all of that is to help our mind, we think. But the reality is there's no assurance. We're humans. We've been given choice. And I think the only way we can trust is the trust that we have in the Holy Spirit and the trust that we have in the Holy Spirit that he will notify us. Mm-hmm. immediately. If we stay cl- close and connected, I feel like we'll know. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I work with a lot of women that have been in abusive relationships though. And so add to that, if you're close and connected to Holy Spirit, you probably will be able to hear with clarity. But if you're not, if you've been broken, if you yeah. are in an abusive relationship where you're lacking clarity, you probably won't see it. You probably won't find it very quickly. And for those women, I think a lot of times, or men, if you're a man that's experienced that, I don't want to leave you out. 
like walking through that, a lot of the women that I've supported have come in wondering, why didn't I see it? Mm -hmm. How come I didn't, you know, see the signs before? And I think, you know, Cass is sharing her personal story, her personal journey. And, you know, she was able to listen to Holy Spirit. She's very in tune, very prophetic in that way, and was able to know, um, you know, in, in her gut, her literal tagline, trust your gut. So she knew in her gut, something was off. But I also work with a lot of women that didn't. They didn't know anything was off, and they get broadsided. Mm. And um, actually, I don't know if you can, if I can, maybe Kim can edit it, edit it out if we're not allowed to say it, but uh, Kelsey Ballerini just put out a song called Broadsided. Blindsided is the mm. name of the song. Mm-hmm. And um, really, it was really good. Um, I don't know if in her own life she experienced uh, an affair, but I think that living through something like this and feeling blindsided by it is a whole nother form of trauma that you have to live through. And so for those of you that felt like, hey, I knew something in my gut and I trusted my gut and I followed that through, um, you know, you're processing in one way. And for those of you that, you know, didn't, you're processing it in a different way. Yeah. Well, and and it's interesting, even though I had those signs, I was blindsided for sure. Oh, I bet. Like in the sense of found out that I was having conversations on the couch with my husband and he was having the same conversations with her. Like, wow, at the same time. Like, I'm literally laying mm. on the other end of the couch talking to him about the same things he's talking to her about at the same time. Mm. So, you know, just that whole, like... Betrayal. Yeah, it is. It's like... and Because I think you totally let yourself go in a relationship most of the time. Like, let yourself go, meaning not, like, how you look, but let yourself go in, like, I'm fully myself. I'm fully trusting. I'm fully vulnerable. I'm fully... Mm-hmm. Even in an abusive situation, you kind of are forced no, that's really that. true. And yeah. I think it's just not stewarding that. The other person in the relationship not stewarding that trust. Yeah. How do you think it happens? Hmm. It's a good question. The first thing that came to me when we were just – I was thinking about this, <clears throat> excuse me, is I think it's not being healed and whole yourself. Like I mm. think I could trace almost every affair or relationship like that back to – some kind of breach or some kind of something that happened in childhood. And I think maybe not childhood, but in the past. And I think that um, is my context brain working of Mm -hmm. like, and my family systems brain where it's like systemically, like you don't just say all of a sudden I'm going to be unhappy, you know? But I do think that if you don't know who you are, the Lord said to me this week, um, a woman who is secure Cannot and I know. Sorry, he said the woman who knows who she is and who her what her true identity is can never dominate a man because you understand who you are and you don't have that need. There's mm. not something you're trying to work out by holding a dude under your thumb or anybody. Mm. And the same with a guy. It's like if you've got your stuff worked out, you don't have to hold a woman under your thumb or lord your authority over her it's mm. like you want to cover her you want to protect her and it's not it's organic it's not a forced thing and so i don't know that's kind of what i think about mm. is if your stuff is dealt with and you've brought everything into the light and you've really allowed yourself to truly look at what you've walked through i feel like it it's really almost a fair proofing mm. your marriage Oh, I think that's really good. You know, I, I think a lot of people look for that too, kind of what you were saying at the beginning is when you've gone through something like this and you've been betrayed in this way, 
the question is, how do we prevent it from ever happening again? And it's like, well, we don't know. Right? We, we can't. We can't tell you for sure mm-hmm. that that will never happen mm-hmm. again, which therapists get asked those questions all the time. Give me the steps so that I can affair-proof my marriage. You know, and there are books out there that talk about it. How to, you know, how yeah, to do that? I think there is one. Yeah, actually, I think that. it's maybe called that. Um, but I think that you, you know, Cass, you're right. You can't you can't necessarily do that um, for the other person, right? You've both you have to have an individual mm-hmm. commitment yes. um, of of wholeness of you know pursuing healing mm-hmm. and you know really looking for how do I protect. Um, this precious connection. Mm -hmm. I tell my husband a lot, you know, I will confront everything because you are the most valuable person in my life. Mm -hmm. So I don't let things slide. And, you know, some, some people would maybe look at that and be like, oh, well, you're just nagging him. And to that, I say that, you know, when you understand how to pursue healing for yourself, whenever you go through those processes, I'm, of course, evaluating against my mood. I get it wrong sometimes, yeah. right? I will confront something in him that he basically will look at me and be like, that's not mine. Ooh. You know, like, maybe you're tired. Maybe you're over, <laughs> you know, maybe it's other things and you're you're putting that on me, mm-hmm. which I think is healthy, right? For yeah. him to be able to push back on that and be like, that isn't mine. But in relationships that are healthy, I think there is healthy confrontation that's ongoing in the relationship. Yeah. Because the relationship's so precious. And so if there's one way that you can help to guard against, I don't know it would, that it necessarily safeguards, but I think it guards against uh-huh. infidelity, is having those open lines of communication yeah. that, that puts you in a place where you can know in your own you know, soul that you can bring up to your partner anything that you need to and that y'all work together to pursue healing yeah. for that system. So good. And your generations to come, regardless of what that looks like. You know, it's interesting because I feel like relationships are living, breathing things. Absolutely. And sometimes we treat them like, okay, we've done this. We have this. Now we're going to just put you on a shelf. And I Mm -hmm. think, okay, first of all, I may have a brown thumb. I love – I've just started to have more plants. (laughs) But literally, like, I'm the one that's like, you need just a little bit more water when really it's drowning. It's fine. (laughs) But like I think about a relationship and like I can't just put my plants on a shelf and not ever tend to them. And I think so many people are like, I've been down the altar, come to the altar, got married, and now we're good. Here we are. Like no maintenance needed, you know? And it's like, oh, wow. Because Mm -hmm. you grow. I'm not the same person I was 15 years ago. I'm not the same person I was honestly um, five years ago. It's like I feel like there's new dreams, new vision, new things that matter to me. I think even the culture that we walk through um, changes the organism of our relationships. Like Mm -hmm. coming out of the pandemic, it's like that our relationships have different perspective and different light on them. Yeah. And you have to have a willingness to pursue that and to question mm-hmm. it and get consistently like get to know your partner rather yeah. than being like, I know everything that there is to know about him or about her. I think that one of the the core things that we have just as, as humans is to know and to be known. Mm. And so whenever you start to extract that out of a relational dynamic, you're at risk for mm-hmm. infidelity occurring in your marriage because you know, if he's not pursuing her, knowing her, really understanding her, and she isn't pursuing him, right, then all of those, in, you know, what you're talking about, those wounds get, um, you know, uh, re, re-triggered, yeah. re-afflicted. And then it's like, you know, we will go. So often I hear the stories about, well, but she made me feel blank or he made me feel blank. 
And, you know, it's like that idea of like, there was some part in me that didn't feel like I was enough, but I met this person that made me feel this Mm, thing mm. that I wasn't feeling. And so often it is attached to this idea of enoughness or worthiness. So I didn't feel like I was enough in my current marriage. I didn't feel like I was worthy Mm -hmm. in my current marriage. Mm -hmm. And so I found a way to take the counterfeit of that in this relationship with this other person. Wow. Right, and then then it's all of the the things that happen to try to hide that and to bury yeah. that, yeah. and that just obviously creates so much more trauma. You know, you know there, I mean, there's that whole saying which is funny to me, like you know, the grass isn't greener. You just need to water your own lawn. It's so true. You know, it is so true. And I think like even with um, one of my friends and just amazing guys is Pastor Tim Ross, and he said to my students, I had him come one time, and it was the most amazing conversation. But he said. You know, every person has probably 20% of things in them that the other person doesn't like. Oh, for and sure. And he said, when you look at an affair or you look at, you know, whatever it is, it's like you're basically trading one person's 20% for another. It's so true. Because it's like we think, oh, well, they're going to be 100. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, no. You just get to start over on the yeah, work. They Good luck. Oh, wow. They ain't going to be 100. Well, okay. Before, before, before we run out of time, we need to give them some tips. Okay. Let's give them some like, what do you do? Yeah, I, I want to make a note that this is completely unscripted. <laughs> I mean, Diary are you of a Therapist completely are unscripted. Are you shocked at this? I'm just going to say that out loud. Is this funny to you or shocking? <clears throat> no, probably not. Um, yeah, tips. Tips. Okay, I think okay. the first tip is technology. Oh, yeah. We probably could do a whole, and we might like do a Ooh. whole other, whole other level series on that. How many affairs have you? How many? How many couples have you counseled? That an affair was birthed out of social media. Oh my goodness! I mean, could you even put a number? I mean, in I'm the like 90s. So many. I remember as a young practicing therapist, one of the first um, couples that I worked with, she the, the the client had had an affair with a person across the the country because um, they had reconnected on a wow. social media platform, and I remember being like, "How? <laughs> I don't understand this because yeah. you know it wasn't prevalent um, ten years ago." That people were having affairs through uh, digital yeah. means like they are now. Yeah. So it's interesting to think about. No, it is. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. I think that you just have to safeguard yourself. Like there have been times – I'm going to do a confession. You know how I always be confessing just anything on this. Maybe this is like diary of a therapist. It really is my diary. But <laughs> I remember this one time I was in a like situation or argument with James just like we weren't getting along about something. I can't even remember. It was James just, is her husband. James is my husband. And literally I went online and I saw one of my ex-boyfriends and he's a doctor. And I was like, listen, I should have married him because if I would have married him, look what would happen. And I'm like, it's ridiculous. Can we just talk about it's ridiculous? But like literally had that fleeting thought of like, I should message him. Like he's married with children. Like, why does he want to talk to me? He doesn't. I don't need to talk to him. But it's just the whole fact of like, even when you know you still have to safeguard. So I think one of the ways for that is that you have passwords and you have access 1, to people's um, – All of it. To all of it. Yeah, yep. like literally there's nothing that you keep from the other person because in that I think leaves room. But knowing that like James could get on my phone at any point mm-hmm. or Cody could get on your phone, that's mm-hmm. her husband at any point, it's like there's power to that yeah, because is. it's knowing that you're not going to – yeah, I like that you said that. I agree with that. And I tell clients that all of the time. And some of them look at me like I have three heads. And I'm like, if you want to regain trust after betrayal, 
there has to be a hundred percent transparency. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of individuals that'll be like, yeah, well, I will give them access to maybe my email or maybe to my social media accounts, but you're not getting the password to my phone or you're not getting, you know, yeah. and I'm like, I mean, it's all or nothing. Cause you, you will, you will find that, that outlet to hide it yeah. if you have it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's still, like, I've heard some crazy things like people messaging on the Bible app. What? Don't be having an affair on the Bible Are app. Are you kidding? That's real life. I have not heard that That one. is a client story. Wow. Messaging That's on the Bible app. Like they're talking about the book of John. They ain't talking about the book of John. Wow. That anyway. is something special. That is. Huh. Um, I think, okay, so social, like any kind of, I think technology is a big thing. I think it's um, paying attention to your body. And I know that sounds really crazy, but like, you know, when you see something in a movie or with someone at work, like looks at you a certain way or Mm -hmm. touches you a certain way, or even like says something to you a certain way. It's like, if you have a physiological response, note it. Yeah. Note it. Like what's going on with me that I saw that and that made me feel away because I think that's an open door. Well, and I might take it a step further and say, confess it. Yeah. You start there, right? If you start at that seed and you say, I realize this, I realize that, you know, my coworker looking at this way, looking at me this way made me feel this way. It's telling you where there's deficits in your relationship. There's a need that's Mm -hmm. going to in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good. Adding Mm -hmm. that compassion component is a safeguard. Yeah. I think honesty too, like kind of we're talking about the organism or like a relationship being a living thing. It's like communication, I think so often mm-hmm. I see people get into these situations because they just stop being in sync. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I like blue. Well, you like red. And so then we're just going to go different directions. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Talk about this. What if you mm-hmm. both like purple? People don't know how to disagree. They don't. And it's like, how? To, but also, how do you find this element of ebb and flow of like, you like to do that, I don't. So you go do that. But then we both like to do this together. Mm-hmm. And like, how are we? I do not love to do a lot of the same things that I loved to do when I got married. Mm-hmm. Like I've had new interests, new hobbies, new things, like new adventures. Life moves on. And I think a lot of couples don't. And that's what leads to affairs sometimes is not even talking about the fact that you're bored. Oh, yeah. That is really good. Boredom. Boredom. Boredom leading to looking for a sense of adventure mm-hmm. and an affair is a sense of adventure by the way mm-hmm. i mean like your heart's racing your palms amazing. are sweating it feels so amazing i'm sure mm-hmm. i mean i've been in a new relationship i know what it feels mm-hmm. like yeah boredom hmm. you know one thing i read an article about that's kind of another i would say safeguard is there was a research study i read at one point and it said that what emulates that honeymoon period more than anything else is dreaming together. Yeah. And I think so many couples stop dreaming together. Yeah. It's like we both are working or we have kids or we don't have kids or whatever it looks like. We're just in our own right. You're going to make the donuts, you know, like getting up, <laughs> doing the same thing Check every day. Yeah. And it's like so after a while, it's like, no, I want to dream. I want to do something different. I want to – um be able to like have adventure again. Hope, and it's like, passion, yeah, future, yes. Which is also what protects you against depression. So it's oh. interesting, right? Marital depression. I never thought about it like that. It's a marital Ooh, depression. Did, so what do we do? We just coined a new word right here on Diary of a Therapist. I mean, it is, right? Marital depression. I mean, that's what I teach clients. Like you're at risk for depression and even suicide if you do not 
if you no longer see a future with hope. That's it. Then you think about how suicide works in the body. You no longer see a future with hope. So you think about how that applies to marriage. I mean, you no longer see a future with hope. So I'm stunned over here. Well, I mean, it's so good. No, I mean, it's stunned because that's so good. I love that thought. My brain thinks like that in picture, like even just marital depression. It is. It's depression yeah. and no hope. So you put a little infusion of hope. It's a counterfeit. Counterfeit well, but it's a infu- right? yeah. But if but, you'd put but, an infusion for real though with your spouse, yeah, it changes everything. But, what? But think about what depression does to the body. You talk about infusions. Some people end up with addictions and all kinds of things. They're looking for a counterfeit infusion of hope. Listen, people, we're we're just I mean saying some truth to you, today. right? So if you want to safeguard your marriage against that, you got to dream together. I love that. Cassie. I do too. You got to dream. The safeguard against depression, and I at least keep you relatively happy. <laughs> <laughs> And on the next episode, we discuss...